when you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. <laughs> Let's go, Raider Nation, and welcome to Just Pod Baby with your host, Evan Grote, your home for Raiders news, notes, and information. You can find us on Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Give me a follow on Twitter at egrote5 and check out all the great content over at silverandblackpride.com. This week's guest is Chiefs beat writer and publisher of ChiefsDigest.com, Matt Derrick. Now, I'm not going to rehash that complete no-show last week in New York, so there's no need to worry about that. I'm not going to not going to give you guys nightmares again, but uh, we're just going to be looking forward now. And, I, and I've been talking about this game now for a couple weeks, and it's finally here, the big AFC West showdown in Kansas City on Sunday. Now, the game might have lost a little bit of its appeal with the blowout loss last week to the Jets, but there's still a heck of a lot to play for for both teams. So that's where we're going to begin this week's episode. We will discuss what is at stake for the Raiders, some keys to the game, and of course, the elephant in the room, that is Derek Carr's struggles in both cold weather games and at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, if the Raiders have any hopes of winning the AFC West division and keeping their playoff hopes alive as a wildcard team, then I consider this to be a must-win game. And I know a lot of you guys out there probably don't like to throw that term around loosely, uh, but to me, this is the type of game that falls into that category of a must-win. Obviously, a loss, to me, puts an end to to winning the division. The Chiefs would have a two-game lead with four games left to play, and... Um, the Chiefs would also hold that tiebreaker over the Raiders with the head-to-head. So that would make things very, very difficult from from that perspective. Now, as far as the wild card is concerned, it doesn't look like Buffalo is going to be faltering anytime soon. They, they continue to impress me. Um, they had another very good victory over the Cowboys on Thanksgiving uh, Day. So the Raiders, they really got to handle their own business and, and hope that they can get a little bit of help from, from some other teams. Um they need Pittsburgh, the Colts, and, and the Titans to, to you know stumble a bit here down the stretch. Now, don't forget, the Raiders do have a head-to-head matchup next week with the Titans, so that, that will help their cause. Um, and they do still have that tiebreaker over the Colts. One team who is surging that you should really keep an eye on um, in the last five weeks of the season here is the Cleveland Browns. They've won three in a row. They sit at five and six, and they play the Steelers this week. So... Um, Really, the best-case scenario for the Raiders this week would be to, to pick up a win against the Chiefs. Uh, Browns could give them a little help and beat the Steelers. And then the uh, Colts could help out by beating the, the Titans. That would be the best-case scenario. That would put the Raiders in a tie for first place in the AFC West Division. And that would also put them back in the driver's seat for that, that final wild-card position. Okay, so now some some keys to the game and... Uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be cold. I don't see any precipitation in the forecast, but uh, temperatures should be in the low 30s around kickoff, and they could drop into the the, the 20s um, as the as it gets later into the day. Uh, I will touch on 
the role the weather and the temperature could play in the game in just a few moments. Now, if the Raiders want to win this game, and there's there's a three things really that I think they they need to do effectively. And number one, that is establish the run. Um, they need to control the clock, and that's and that's by running the ball. Uh, the Chiefs are terrible against the run. They rank 30th in the NFL, 143 yards per game allowed. Um, I, I saw a stat on the on NFL Network uh, that said the Chiefs have given up five 100-yard rushers, uh, which is second most in the league. So they're you know they're vulnerable against the run. In three of their four losses, they have given up 100 yards to an individual player. So you know to me, there's a trend there. I see that you know, there could be a formula here to to beat this team is to is to pound the ball. Keep that offense off the field, and, and you can have some success. Now, the last time these two teams met, Josh Jacobs had 99 yards, uh, but was limited to 12 carries, and that was mostly due to game flow. As you recall, the Raiders um, were kind of blitzed there in the second quarter, and were, and were playing from behind most of the game. So, uh, you know, a team like the Raiders, who are built to to run the ball and, and to play ball control, where where you know Jacobs didn't have a a very large role in that game, um, it, I believe if Jacobs can get into the twenty two to twenty five carry range, and that is a very good sign um, for the Raiders, and and you know they just they got to keep Mahomes off the field. That that's obvious. And and when they get into the red zone, they cannot settle for field goals. They have to score touchdowns. That is going to be a big factor in this game. The second key is that they have to get off to a very good start. Um, with a lead, and they cannot allow the Arrowhead crowd to get loud and, and play a role in the game. I, I'd love to see uh, the Raiders win the toss, be aggressive, take the ball, you know, go right down the field and, and try to get a lead. Get off to a seven to ten point lead. Take that crowd of it out of it. Maybe even force Mahomes into to pressing a little bit. I, I do think if he does have one weakness, it's that we've seen that. Um, at times, he can be a little erratic with his accuracy. Uh, he always looks to make that big home run throw. Uh, and, and so if you can get him playing from behind, you know, there, maybe he'll, he'll be a little bit, as I said, erratic and, and look to kind of push things and make some bad decisions with the ball. And I think the third key to the game is that the defense must force some turnovers. The Raiders have been better forcing turnovers um, as of late, especially with that three-game win streak. Unfortunately, last week they didn't, you know, do anything well. But um, if the Raiders can can win the turnover battle, let's say you know two to two to zero, the offense can take care of the ball and the, and the defense can can uh, get a couple turnovers. That that would bode very well uh, for the team, and I and I think that would obviously. Um, you know, set them up real well. Now, obviously, it goes without saying that they have to find an answer for Travis Kelsey. He's been a Raider killer over the years, and, and tight ends has been a very, uh, continues to be an issue uh, for the defense as far as matching up with tight ends and, and, and stopping tight ends. And one other point that you have to mention is that Andy Reid is 17-3 and coming off the bye week. So that guy is just, he's been nearly unbeatable uh, when he has an extra week to prepare. And, and and the final point that I would like to touch on here in the, in, in the first segment is is Derek Carr. And uh, I put out a piece this week titled, uh, it's, it's time for Derek Carr to exercise the demons at Arrowhead Stadium. And that was uh, over at Silver and Black 
pride.com and I encourage you to, to go read that if you haven't done so. Um, look, we, we all know he, he is 0-5. He's 0-5 at Kansas City. The numbers are not great. He uh, averages 186 yards passing uh, with three touchdowns and, and five interceptions and completes uh, 56% of his passes. So it, it's it has not been pretty at all uh, for Carr at Arrowhead. And he was asked about uh, that this week when he met with the press, and, and here's what he had to say. Uh, I honestly, like, every time we play there, it's funny you say that. Like, the last couple of times, it's like, oh, we're playing the Chiefs again. I'm like, oh, dang, we haven't won there yet, you know? And it, like, it hits you, like, later on, you know? It's not something that's, like, conscious or anything like that. Um, and they've been a really good football team for a long time, you know? It's tough to it's a tough place to win. Uh, you know, you can ask a lot of people that have been through there. It's not easy, right? I think even the year that... You know, the Patriots, you know, went back or went to the Super Bowl. I mean, they got blown out there in Arrowhead. It's not easy to play there. It's loud. Uh, it's it's rowdy. They put up a lot of points, right? They uh, they do a lot of things well on defense. So uh, it, it's just tough, tough to play there. Tough place, but uh, that's why we play the games, you know. Uh, you, lo- you look forward to moments like this. Another one of the narratives that Carr would love to change this week about himself is is his struggle in the cold weather games, and uh, you know that's that's a storyline that has kind of followed him throughout his his career w- um, with the team, and even his former coach Jack Del Rio spoke about it this week. Um, in fact, the numbers are, are even worse in the cold weather games than they are the, in his five career games um, at Arrowhead, uh, and that is when kickoff is at. 40 degrees or or below so he he is uh 0 4 he's averaging 152 yards passing 51 percent uh completion as far as his passing uh three touchdowns and four interceptions so um you know there's two very strong analytical factors going against the raiders this week and, and but as as dc said there in the in that interview in that little uh clip there you still got to go out and play the game and, and that's the great thing about it is that you know, at any time, this this thing could just change. So that that's what we're hoping for. And and this is one of the reasons why I think getting off to a, a good start with a lead is very important this week. It'll build some confidence in the team and, more importantly, in the quarterback. Um, look, I don't know if there's any answer to dealing with the cold weather. Um, you know, Carr seems like a, a pretty mentally strong guy, uh, but you got to be very mentally tough you, to, to block it out. Uh, do everything you can on the sidelines to keep yourself warm, stay loose, um, you know, keeping your hands dry. Um, and he's got to figure it out. Bottom line, uh, the team needs to win. This is this is a huge game. Um, they this is a uh, you know could be a, a turning point in the season. If they should not win, it could be. Uh, you know, it could be it, and, and if they should win, then it could propel, propel them in, in, into the playoffs. Okay, we'll be right back after this quick timeout with some uh, with the Week 13 injury report. All right, we're back here on Just Pod Baby with Evan Grote. I have the Week 13 Friday injury report here in front of me, and there's not a whole lot going on here on this injury report. Uh, we'll start with the Chiefs. Uh, they've got one player already listed as out, and that is their starting running back, Damian Williams. Uh, he's he's dealing with a rib injury. He didn't participate all week in practice, so there was really no no shot for him to play. And other than that, um, it's looking pretty good for the Chiefs. They're they're going to have everyone else. Um, as you know, Tyreek Hill. He was he was uh, he left 
their week uh, 11 game after just a few plays and uh, with that hamstring injury. And, and so he, he had a whole week to recover with that bye week, and he, he is going to be good to go this week. He'll be out there. Um, so um, other than other than Damian Williams, the Chiefs will be at full strength. Now with the Raiders, um, Hunter Renfro, of course, he is going to be out with, with his uh, rib issue and, and punctured lung and you know, we may not see Hunter Renfro the rest of the year. Though I think the Raiders are kind of uh, playing it uh, week to week right now, but it seems unlikely the way they're talking that we'll see any more from Hunter Renfro this year. Uh, so he is out, and and, um, and he is the only one listed as out right now. Trent Brown, who, I mean, he's been listed on the report weekly, uh, he practiced Wednesday and, and Thursday in full in did not practice Friday, um, so he's he's being listed as questionable, and uh, I mean we all know how important he is, but I, I would expect him to play. He, I, I think you know it, it all goes back to that knee injury, and they're just trying to do whatever they can to uh, help help him nurse that thing, you know, nurse that thing back to to, to full health. So um, I do expect him to play. Um, one thing to keep in mind this week, David Sharp. Um, He's listed on the report. He was limited all week in practice, and, and you know he's missed the last couple games, uh, but he should be active this week. And and if Trent Brown can't answer the call, it'll be most likely David Sharp. So that is one one good thing going for the Raiders is uh, if Brown should be out, then they would have Sharp there to uh, to back up back to back him up. Um, other than that, there isn't anyone else with with a. With a label, uh, Rodney Hudson uh, is on the report, and of course he's also he's always listed on the report each week as well. He was limited Thursday and Friday, and another frequent flyer on the report, Josh Jacobs, um, he was limited all week as you know he he continues to deal with that shoulder. And of course, one big one. I'm sorry, I almost forgot to mention Lamarcus Joyner. He is he is going to play this week. He was limited all week. I heard Gruden in a press conference say he is he, he'll be good to go. So that should help kind of uh, you know strengthen that secondary. Uh, they were torched last week against Sam Darnold. So uh, hopefully the 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 welcome addition of Lamarcus Joyner can can be a factor in the game this week with the Chiefs. So that is your Week 13 injury report. Uh, when I return is my interview with Chiefs beat writer Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. Joining us on the line tonight is Matt Derrick, beat writer and publisher of ChiefsDigest.com. Derrick also does some work for Sports uh, Radio 810 AM in Kansas City. Matt, thank you for joining Just Pod Baby. How are you tonight? I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm very good. Thank you for asking. Uh, now, this week is a big-time AFC West, West matchup. Uh, the game might have lost a little juice with the Raiders getting uh, blown out so badly by the Jets last week. But nonetheless, it's still a, a very big game. And as the the Chiefs are looking to kind of right the ship and the Raiders are looking to keep their playoff hopes alive. So I want to – where I want to start is I kind of want to ask you about the Chiefs um, – up and down season, really. They've had so far. After an, a four and O start, um, they they went to a, a three and four in their last seven games. So why have they struggled uh, so much recently? Well, you know, and the, and the four, even in the four and O start, you know, they really struggled there to get there at the end. Uh, had a late win against the 
on the road against the Lions to get there. Um, but it was really a, a big part of it was injuries catching up with them. Missing and losing Patrick Mahomes for two and a half games was certainly a problem, but they've missed plenty of others. I mean, they've had Tyreek Hill out. Um, they've played most of those games with, you know, only three of their original offensive linemen. Uh, they have injuries on the defensive side of the ball. They've got a couple of games where they only had two healthy defensive ends and have had to move some guys around. So it's really been injuries more than anything that has kept this team from being where they think that they could have been this year. Now, the Raiders and Chiefs played each other in week two. Um, we all know how that one worked out. Not a very good outcome for the Raiders. But both teams, I would say, are much different than they were uh, you know, several weeks ago. So can you give me uh, one area where the Chiefs have improved since week two and, and one area where you think they're struggling a bit? Well, the, I think the, the biggest consistency that they've had this year has been against the run. And it was a great example of that week two game against the Raiders. You know, gave up 131 yards on the ground. Um, Josh Jacobs left at one point due to dehydration. And I think if he had stayed in that game, especially there in the second quarter when things really turned around, might have been a different outcome. Um, and, and the Chiefs, you know, really the first seven, eight weeks of the season struggled with giving up a lot of big plays in the run game, have had trouble covering running backs out of the backfield. And, and Jacobs is the kind of back that has given this team problems. Now, they've shown some moves in the right direction. You know, they had a, a pretty good outing against the Chargers. They've stopped Alvin Cook. Uh, and then in between, they had Derrick Henry run all over them. So the consistency issue is still there. Um, they have a tendency to give up the big plays. If they can avoid the big plays on the ground game, this defense has usually been there. But um, it's still a, a struggle. They really still are struggling with what the identity of this team is under their first year with the defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnolo, And it's still a different lineup. They're still kind of tweaking things. And, and here we are in the week 13, and they really haven't quite figured out what they are defensively yet. Now, Andy Reid is tremendous coming off a bye week in his career. I think the number is 17 and three. Um, he has actually beaten the Raiders twice uh, off the bye week during his tenure with the Chiefs. So why is it, in your opinion, that Reid has so much success after a week off? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of it's just, you know, the, the kind of coach that he is. I mean, he doesn't do anything differently than a lot of other teams do. Um, he's always given his, te- his, his team days off and uh, lets them just kind of get away and decompress for a few days. It's the same thing with the coaching staff that he thinks is really important. Um, but I think part of it's just that, you know, Andy Reid, when you give him time, he will come up with a game plan that can beat just about anybody. I think that the week-to-week nature of the NFL might be a little bit of a, you know, uh, limiting factor in, in that schematic advantage. But, you know, look at, you know, Andy Reid, di- you know, dissected the New England Patriots to start the 2017 season when he had a whole offseason to prepare for week one. Um, you give him two weeks to look at a team and to figure out how to, maximize his own potential while minimizing the other side of the ball. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think that's probably the biggest advantage, you know, you give him less time. And especially as we've seen on Thursday nights, I think that that advantage shrinks. Um, but he's the kind of coaching me. He's in that, I think in that category that you give him enough time and it's going to be a, a, an advantage to his team. Yeah. I found it interesting. I was looking up some numbers here in preparation for this interview and Two of the three losses that Reed has off the bye week came when he was the Chiefs coach. So, um, interesting statistic to me, anyhow. Uh, 
you talk, you spoke about some injuries and how the Chiefs had really you know dealt with their fair share of injuries. Um, I was taking a look at the injury report today. It looks pretty good for them right now, other than uh, Damian Williams, who he's been ruled out already with a with a rib injury. Uh, how do you, how do you see that affecting the the Chiefs' game plan, and and who do you think that we will see uh, as the next man up? Well, you're right. I mean, this is actually probably the healthiest the Chiefs have been since Week One. Um, normally, there have been multiple guys on that on that injury report. And here, they're, they're going in with it. Damian Williams is it. I mean, everybody else they should have available, um, both sides of the football. So uh, that's a, something that this team's not been used to really the last 11, 12 weeks of the season. Um, I, the smart money would have to be that LeSean McCoy is going to be the starting running back on Sunday. Um, but don't rule out Daryl Williams, uh, the second-year guy from LSU, getting some touches. They would like to try and figure out a way to get Darwin Thompson, the rookie running back, a late round pick this year to try and get him a little bit. He's a smaller back and he's kind of a Darren Sproles type. Um, he's muscular, but he's tiny, um, but he can move around. He can run. Uh, they'd like to try and figure out a way to maybe get him a few touches, um, but it may end up being a bit of a timeshare between between McCoy and Daryl Williams because they, they really like what Daryl Williams does for them on third down. He's been a good blocking back for them, and when he's gotten the ball in his hands, he's made plays. And so far, you know, we've we've seen a fumble problem with LaShawn McCoy the last three or four weeks. And that's kind of it, – it's put him in the doghouse a little bit. I mean, he had a fumble a couple of weeks ago. And, and until Damian Williams had the rib injury against the Chargers, you know, last uh, Monday night, two weeks ago, um, he's kind of taken the backup role. So those are the two guys that they will lean on. Uh, but don't be surprised if Daryl Williams gets a good – portion of the workload and I think they're going to try and work Darwin Thompson into at least a handful of touches as well. So if it is a committee this week for the Chiefs who who would be the primary uh, ball carrier and, and who is more of the third down back in that with those three guys? Darrell Williams will definitely be the third down guy that's who they, they really are most comfortable with. Um, McCoy's probably it will I think will end up doing most of the work on first and second down um, McCoy is probably the guy that they're going to go to in passing situations uh, on early downs. And Williams might be the guy that they actually turn to maybe uh, running the ball a little bit more out of the backfield. They're very comfortable with those, the, both those guys. Um, they've not been afraid, even with, with Damian Williams healthy, of really rotating all three of those guys around. And, and everybody's had a portion of the season where they've leaned on him. And they, they did. They leaned on Darrell Williams in the, in the second half against the Chargers. And, um, they've had some troubles. I mean, they've had some inconsistencies in the run game, uh, but I, they, they feel like a lot of those problems have been due to the injuries along the offensive line. But they do, I mean, in the day, they do trust all three of those guys. Now, a little bit more about the injuries. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, he, he missed uh, what, he missed one week there, and then he had the bye week, or he injured it the week before the bye week, correct? And then, so he didn't miss any games. Yeah, he had the hamstring that kept him down to just seven plays in that he went over the Chargers just before the bye week, and um, so I'm in the locker room today. He's shooting some baskets, so he, he was joking around that they feel like he's 100. percent That shouldn't be a problem for him. Okay, great. Yeah, that was my question. So I was I, I want to know, you know, if you, if you thought him and Mahomes, um, you think Mahomes is is near 100, percent or you th- you think he's still playing a little banged up? He's really dismissed the whole thing and says, yeah, he's he feels like he's 100. Um, percent he, the, the arm looked like it was there against Tennessee, um, and then he took a couple of hits against the Chargers, you know, running the ball and scrambling um, that made him feel a little bit better about that right kneecap. 
and then you throw in the the extra rest from the bye week, and he he feels. He told us this week he feels better than he's felt at any point since week one of the season when he sprained his ankle in the first game against Jacksonville. Um, he he seems pretty confident that at this point he's as, as healthy as he could be for this time of the season. Okay, good information there. Uh, next question: Defense is, is is not the strength really for either one of these teams. The, the Chiefs rank twenty sixth in total defense, and they you know as you mentioned particularly struggle against the run where they rank thirtieth in the league right now. What is your level of concern right now going up against the Raiders this week? Who are who are a team at you know an offense that is really built around you know a big physical offensive line and and you know they want to pound it with Jacobs. I, I've Heard weather could be a factor this week. Um, does that concern you at all this week? Yeah, you talk about the weather. Um, last time I heard, it's going to be in the maybe upper 20s on Sunday, uh, probably dropping throughout the day since it is going to be that 325, 425 kickoff. So um, it, the sun will start going down pretty quickly after the game kicks off. Um, and you, you would think in some regard that, that probably favors the Chiefs a little bit. They are uh, used to it a little bit more. Um, Mahomes has shown an ability to, to play in any weather. It hasn't really seemed to bother him. Uh, he's talked about practicing outdoors in West Texas for, uh, you know, late this season at Texas Tech and getting down there. So he, he doesn't feel like it's going to be a limiting factor for him. Um, Chiefs are looking at it as, hey, you know what? Derek Carr hasn't always had the best track record in cold weather. Um, he struggled in Arrowhead Stadium. So they feel like that's to their advantage. Uh, but Jacobs is the guy they're circling, absolutely. I mean, they're worried about him. Um, he had, what, 99 yards on 12 carries in week two, and I think he could have done a lot more damage if, if he hadn't uh, had to leave the game for a little bit. So that's the guy that they're most worried about. Um, if the Raiders can control the football and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, uh, they can use that defense to get some stops on, on occasion, be able to you know keep the Chiefs off, get off the field and, and control the clock. That's really the way that you beat this Kansas City team. Is if you can keep Patrick Mahomes away from the football, it's going to work out in your favor most of the time. Yeah, one other uh, factor that um, you may not recall from Week Two is that the Raiders were without both starting offensive guards as well. I mean, obviously that was a yeah. game where you know maybe they didn't make a wouldn't have made a huge impact, but um, you know something to think about going forward. Uh, you know, being at full strength uh, this week, uh, you kind of led me into a perfect segue there. You, you touched on Derek Carr. He is winless in, in Arrowhead. He's zero five in his career, and there's been a lot of talk. You know. Um, and some speculation this week, especially uh, about his performances in cold weather games. You touched on it. Um, he struggles. There's no doubt about it. There's there's the stats out there prove it. Um, what I want to ask you is, give me a couple of things that that have to go wrong uh, for the Chiefs in order for the Raiders to win this game. Uh, you know, part of the biggest thing is that they continue to make mistakes. Um, you know, penalties have been a problem for this team. Uh, that affected them certainly at a few times in week two. Turnovers have been a problem, and not just, you know, they haven't been able to create that many turnovers themselves, but they've, they've put the ball on the ground and have had some errors and issues in the special teams area. So mistakes have been the big problem. So I think if, you know, if the Raiders walk away from the win, I think they're going to look back and say, you know what, Chiefs had too many penalties. They turned over the ball too many times. Um, they gave up too many big plays in the run game. Josh Jacobs runs all over the Chiefs, runs the ball down their throat, um, breaks off a couple of big runs. Uh, the Chiefs give up a couple of other big plays for them. And, you know, and, and the Chargers game and the Titans game the last couple of weeks have been great examples 
of games really coming down with the Chiefs to maybe four or five plays. And in some games this season, and the Titans a great example, Titans made all the plays. There was only maybe four or five big plays in the game, and they made them all. Against the Chargers, it was the other way around. I mean, it was a handful of, of plays inside of that game, and the Chiefs made them all. Um, you know, they, they're dependent on, you know, getting and cutting down on those mistakes. And, and that's their focus this week. It, it's, they're trying to, you know, to really, as they get down to the final few weeks of the season and try and get ready for a postseason run, they know that they cannot continue to make the same number of mistakes that they've made most of the season. All right, final question here for you, Matt. I appreciate you giving me so much of your time. I would just like to ask you, uh, you know, game prediction. Do you want to throw out a score? What, what do you think? I I think a lot of factors favor the Chiefs in this game. Um, I I think that the Kansas City's got to be worried, frankly, about you know the the game last week against the Jets because I don't think there's anybody with the Chiefs that really feels like that game was indicative of the kind of team the Raiders are. Um, they've really just missed it last week and said, you know what, you can't look at that score um, because that's not really who the Raiders are. They feel like they're a better team than that. Um, you look at all, a lot of the factors, though, it seems like they, they do favor the Chiefs, you know, with, uh, with Carr's record and cold weather games, um, the Chiefs finally being healthy. I, I think a lot of those factors do favor Kansas City. And then you look at, you know, good grief, Andy Reid's, what, 24 and 3 in his last, you know, in the AFC West since 2015. Uh, I mean, until somebody breaks that streak, you almost have to feel like the, the, the Chiefs are a favorite. And, and, and they're pretty confident. I mean, they feel like this is the game that they need to finally put everything together now that they're healthy. Um, and, and it's a big win. I mean, you, they, the Chiefs win this game, and it's basically, for all intents and purposes, a, you know, a three-game lead in the West. And if the Raiders win it, it's a horse race the rest of the way. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's a, it's a huge game in the AFC West Division, and uh, you know we're all going to be tuning in, that's for sure. Matt, I appreciate you joining me tonight. Um, uh, great job tonight. Uh, keep up the good work and enjoy the game. Absolutely. Great talking to you. Good luck. Okay, I'd like to thank Matt Derrick for joining me on Just Pod Baby. That was some great information there you got from him uh, as he covers the Chiefs. A um, couple, th- couple key points that I took from his uh, from our conversation is when he talked about the inconsistency that the the Chiefs defense have shown, uh, especially against stopping the run, and that was one of my key factors to the game. Is you know, will uh, Josh Jacobs be able to to um, you know help control the clock for the Raiders in this game and um, you know, you heard you heard it from him. It, it's been a major issue uh, for the Chiefs all season. So definitely something to keep an eye on throughout the game. Unfortunately, you know what the music means. It is time to wrap up this week's episode of Just Pod Baby, and it's make or break time for the Raiders this week. It's a huge, huge game. Uh, they haven't had a game this big in a long time. Meaningful games in late November, early December. It's a great thing for the fans. Uh, but we're going to see how this young team responds after that embarrassing 34-3 loss uh, to the Jets. I want to thank everyone out there for tuning in each week and listening to the show and supporting me along the way. Enjoy the week, everybody, and enjoy the game. And, of course, just win, baby.